what games will be coming to other platforms, but now one person is walking their claims back, saying that Starfield is not coming to PS5, while others are holding firm with their claims and reports. Needless to say, this has been a roller coaster for the gaming community. Big Xbox-centric personalities and channels were coming to grips with what they assumed was going to be a big shift, but now many are saying that maybe the backlash worked, while others are saying, well, they're just simply going to delay Starfield coming to PlayStation as a way to calm the outrage. Regardless of what happens, I wanted to walk through the timeline, look at why some are now saying that this will not be happening, and then look at the reactions to it. I'm also going to make some predictions about what I think Phil Spencer is probably going to say. Now, I put all the good information right here at the beginning of the video. It's a longer video because it is a live stream. We do these live streams Monday through Friday. If you want to be here for the discussions, make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button and that like button, so that way you can be here for the shows. So Phil Spencer is going to hopefully bring some clarity very soon for all of us wondering what the future holds for Xbox. Speculation, rumors, insider information, and now even someone walking back their claims has a lot of gamers scratching their heads. There was a bit of a dust up on Twitter over the weekend with some holding firm in their claims and others questioning what was really going on. So first I want to walk through what happened. I had planned to do a speculation video about what Phil might say, and I will obviously still touch on that, but the story is about to take a different turn it seemed or it took a sharp turn on Friday when one source said they now believe Starfield would not be coming to PS5. Secondly, I want to look at the reactions to all of this. They range from the confused to the angry to the downright annoyed. People are like, enough is enough already. Could we just get some you know, clear answers. And some have even said that we should just all stop talking about it and let's wait for Microsoft to say something, right? We don't actually know because they haven't said anything. Right now, I think not talking about this is basically impossible as speculation and rumor will always run wild in the absence of concrete information. Lastly, I will tell you what I think. I've gone back and forth on what I think is really going on. I continue to wonder why major outlets and people with sources simply cannot get any solid information. But I think that, like so many other things, keeps bringing me back to the same theory about what is going on. So first up, what happened? Well, things took a sharp turn when one of the people who corroborated the claims about Starfield coming to PS5 walked those claims back, or basically updated them. Nate the Hate originally said that what Xbox era had reported was true and that Starfield was coming to PlayStation 5. His original tweet reads as follows. This report is accurate. Starfield will land on PlayStation. I've heard similar, but opted to wait on reporting this information until the PS5 release timeline was finalized. As the report states, the PS5 release will come after the arrival of the expansion DLC on Xbox and PC. Now, he has since quote tweeted himself and claimed that the opposite is now true. He said, over the course of the week, I've rechecked the info mentioned below and the information suggesting Starfield was PS5 bound is false. I will not delete the tweet. I'll own the mistake. A previous report from January discussing Microsoft bringing games multi-plat remains accurate. So this prompted just a flurry of articles and claims that, well, Starfield going to PS5, that's false, it's not happening, right? Which obviously set the gaming world ablaze. Just one more time about this topic, 
But as the dust settled, it became clear that this was just one person. Nobody else was walking back their claims. And to be fair to Nate, he clarified he was only speaking about himself. He replied to his own tweet. He said, for clarity, I'm only speaking for myself concerning Starfield, but new updated info on my side suggests that Starfield is not destined for PS5. So he's claiming that he has new information that's suggesting Starfield's not actually bound for the PlayStation 5. Now, Jesse Norris from Xbox Era said the following. I wish people would stop taking the first thing they see, Nate's initial tweet, and putting context on it that is clearly not the case. He walked back his own source, not Xbox Era's. People wanted their pound of flesh, though, so attack mode it was. So Xbox Era is saying they have a different source. They're like, look, Nate's walking back his source. They're saying our claims have not changed. They also seem to think that being attacked by the public is playing a role here. And they're not the only ones I saw echoing that sentiment. Some people believe that this is being walked back by some sources or people are hedging because there's been so much negativity and attack. They're worried, well, if this doesn't come true, I'm going to look bad or I'm going to look like I didn't know what I was talking about. Generally speaking, folks like myself and other outlets have only reported on what we have heard and so did these people Xbox era Nate hate they're all saying hey this is what we've heard we've heard it's going to PlayStation 5 hating on somebody for being wrong about that would be ridiculous because they're simply telling us what they have heard from their sources but then things got even more interesting when Tom Henderson started weighing in now he theorized that first party games that have not yet released will be headed to PlayStation but games like Starfield that already have released would not. Now, he then deleted the tweet, probably not wanting to add to the confusion, because he doesn't seem to know what's going on either, which is a little strange. Now, at least he hasn't indicated that he knows. Then he basically just tweeted the following. He said, let's just roll with all things are being considered or discussed, and that's it. But Tom Henderson was not done. Jeff Grubb tweeted something about this. That tweet has been since deleted by Grubb. This happens a lot when these sorts of stories are going on. Some people just don't appreciate the negative attention or, you know, maybe they don't want to be inaccurate. Now, Nate replied and he said he could only speak for himself. So Grubb is in, you know, indicated that something and then Nate's like, listen, I can only speak for myself. So Tom inquired and said, genuinely curious on what the info on your side entails, because going from absolute confidence to denial in five days must be significant in whichever way this lands. There has to be some questions in regards to your sourcing and what you consider appropriate to report. So Tom's basically saying, I don't know how this happened. How do you go from that level of confidence to outright denial in just five days, especially considering you were corroborating Xbox era and Xbox era hasn't changed their position. Now, Nate has said on more than one occasion that his language about Starfield was a mistake. He claims that he spoke too firmly. Now, he replied to Tom and said, my initial Starfield comment was a lapse in judgment. I saw the report and reacted as I had been hearing similar from a couple of reliable contacts. I wasn't something I was going to touch on until I had a better window on the release timing, and that's how I should have kept it. So he's basically saying, listen, I was hearing this, so I jumped on it, and now he's hearing differently. Like, he wanted to wait until he had a release window. What I find strange is a lot of people are talking about, oh, there's big titles coming, there's this happening, there's that happening, but nobody will specify what. It's very bizarre. So again, it's interesting that Nate is still claiming he had info and he was even waiting for release timing. Now he allegedly has such concrete info that he's walking all of it back. 
But Tom Henderson, much like the rest of us, felt confused by why was there almost like double speak. And Tom Henderson said the following. Please don't take this personally, but I'm finding it difficult to understand where you stand here. If the, quote, this report is accurate tweet stems from a couple of reliable contexts, contacts, which was that ultimately added credibility to the report, then why is it now false? Was it planned as per the original report or not? I think it's highly inappropriate to throw Xbox era under the bus without any additional context or without this additional context. Tom Warren from The Verge got on there and said that he agreed because it certainly seems strange to say, well, the initial reports and the sources are accurate about what's being considered, but now they're not accurate anymore, or at least now there's new information that's conflicting with it. Nate replied and said, I'm not throwing them under the bus. Their info may be better than mine. I'm retracting my previously stated stance as the info on my side leads me to believe Starfield is not coming to PS5. My comment has nothing to do with their reporting. So the challenge here, okay, this is confusing. I tried to make as much sense of it as I could for you by just giving you the timeline of what was going on. And I felt it was good that Tom Henderson was pushing against this a little bit to be like, this seems very bizarre, okay? I think the challenge is there's a lot of moving parts and the info could genuinely be changing day to day as the discussion evolves. I, it, it stands to reason, Nate could have had good info, and then the info changed, right? We're, we're hearing from different people that, like, they all got blindsided by this. Well, they might not really know what's going on either. This also, I think, because a lot of these gaming guys, they have sources at Bethesda, they have sources at Xbox, but they don't have sources at Microsoft. So they're getting info secondhand, and they're also getting it late. When we ran this story in January here on Reforge Gaming, because we had heard from sources that this was happening. We don't have sources at Bethesda. We don't have sources at Xbox. These were different sources, okay? And when we ran that, everybody who has sources at Bethesda and Xbox were like, we've not heard anything yet. And we were, you know, pretty firmly attacked for what we had said. So as far as I can tell, nobody at Xbox knows what's going on. Tom Warren indicated as much in a post on Reset Era, basically making it like this is a Microsoft thing. The business meeting with Phil very likely will be announcing what is essentially marching orders from Microsoft. And those plans could be in flux. They could be changing. They could even be delaying some of them. I've seen prominent Xbox folks with lots of connections claim that Starfield's likely still going to come to PS5. They're just going to delay it to calm the backlash. Now, the story, funny enough, doesn't end there, okay? Because prior to Phil Spencer having this business meeting happening, right? It hasn't happened yet. He apparently spoke with employees and he gave them assurances. And much like the last time, the idea of games going to other platforms, it came up Phil completely avoids the topic. When the CFO said what he said in November of 2023, Phil did an interview with Windows Central and said, well, we have no plans to put Game Pass on PlayStation or Nintendo, which was basically none of what the public had concluded or inquired about. They were primarily concerned with, what are you doing with the big first party stuff? Our first party games coming to PlayStation and Nintendo. It never got addressed. It never even got asked in the interview. Now, according to VGC, this is what they say. Phil Spencer has reportedly reassured employees Microsoft, quote, won't stop making Xbox consoles. 
do you see the pattern here? One extrapolation from the rumors about Starfield and other games going to PlayStation was that Xbox would not pursue a high-end console. And he doesn't even really push back against that. According to the article, this is what it says, Phil Spencer told employees that Xbox currently has no plans to stop making consoles and that Xbox consoles will continue to be part of its strategy, which involves, quote, multiple kinds of devices. So... First and foremost, he says, once again, literally nothing about first-party games going to other platforms. He also doesn't say anything about making a high-end console or a console to compete with Sony. He says the plans will involve, quote, multiple kinds of devices. This, this adds credence to some of the handheld rumors that we've heard, but it also makes me think of the console cloud hybrid that I think is coming as their next console. So whether or not Starfield makes the jump in the near future, it's clear he can't speak to it. And when he finally does, I'm genuinely curious how much he will be allowed to say. How specific will he get? Because now he's talking to the employees the way he spoke to us last November. He's just not answering the question. So let's look at some of the reactions to all of this, all right? There are a lot of different viewpoints on this, okay? Obviously, the first reaction I saw was one of celebration. People being like, see, I told you, it's not coming. Starfield is not coming, okay? Whether or not the final decision lands on bringing the game to PlayStation 5 or not, okay? At this point, I don't know what's going on. I thought it was coming, and now it's all in question. One thing is still very clear. Xbox and Microsoft have considered it. Maybe they even made the decision to bring it to PlayStation 5, and now maybe it's been walked back. Maybe they've delayed it, right? Maybe they're going to have certain games that just will not make the jump. I just wouldn't hold too tightly to the idea that they're going to have like special games that never never move okay once they get the ball rolling i don't see a reason to keep any of the titles back if this goes the way that the cfo and the ceo indicated one of our community members i played a bunch of i played some hell divers with him on friday night hilly said it best he was like listen just listen to what the business people are saying the cfo and the ceo have already told us what's coming like listen to them and i think that's well stated especially if bigger titles like Indiana Jones or Blade, if they're launching multi-plat, if they get announced as timed exclusives, or maybe they even land day and date, I don't know. At what point, why would you hold Starfield back if you're doing that, right? What would be the point? The brand and the value proposition would be vastly different. I I saw quite a few people saying this as well. They were like, well, they probably just adjusted the timeline. It's still probably coming to PS5. It's interesting to me how we're all so fixated on Starfield, which, I don't know, that probably encourages Microsoft to bring it to other platforms because it continues to have that star quality and everybody talks about it. But also, maybe they're having internal debates about what should they do due to the backlash, right? You had so many people talking about this, you might not want to right away. But the fact that they haven't said anything is just bizarre. If you're not going to, why would you not just say that? Because you've let this run wild for a while now. Now, I see quite a bit as well of the following reaction people were pushing back and saying listen stop reporting on rumors or they would say well stop talking about this until we have concrete info 
The problem with this mentality is that first, nobody's going to do that, okay? Speculation, rumor, insider information, it's a huge driver for news, for articles, for videos. People like to click on stuff that is speculative or talking about rumors or talking about what some insider said. This is one of the few times where the insider information is fluctuating and changing. Up to now, if an insider said something was coming and they were one of the reliable guys... It ended up happening, right? Generally speaking, there are a lot of articles, there are a lot of blogs, and there are an awful lot of videos made because these guys have contacts and they let us know what's going on. Truth be told, when only we only really have one person that has changed their claims. Like we really have to stress that, okay? Everybody that I've spoken to that has contacts at Bethesda or Xbox They have indicated that, listen, nothing has changed, or at the very least, there has not been any new information communicated. Now, on the negative reaction side, I am seeing people saying, well, Starfield's mid, they can keep it. To be fair, in its current state, I have no interest in playing Starfield, even if it lands on another platform. Even if they were to port it to PlayStation 5 right now and give me 60 FPS... I just did not enjoy the game enough to dive back in. There were too many rough edges and things that bothered me. But with updates every six weeks and a major DLC, this game could look vastly different after a year of updates and improvements. Some of the rumors about Starfield coming to PS5 was that it would be a very different game by the time that that happens. Now, on the positive side of things, some are thinking that the backlash helped. They're saying things like, well, looks like the backlash made them question it. I could definitely see Xbox disagreeing with Microsoft and pointing to public outcry and saying, look, some of these games are going to need to stay put or the brand will simply dissolve. But it also makes me wonder. It's simpler to just say everything eventually lands on other platforms. Because if you have a few of these titles that quote like never will move, That's just always going to be a big question, right? Is this big new game, is it a forever exclusive or is it a timed exclusive, right? Every showcase, everything they do, they're going to have that question hanging over it. It makes more sense to just stress the value of Game Pass, day and date on Game Pass, building that library on Xbox, right? Remember when the CFO said first, better, or best? Well, they could continue to stress that. That, to me, is easier to announce and to handle with respect to PR than having, like, a few select titles that just never make the jump because it casts a shadow over every big announcement in the future. The public and the fans are always going to wonder if that latest Xbox showcase or that latest Xbox announcement, well, is it a forever exclusive or is it just a timed exclusive? It creates a lack of confidence while setting the expectation for everything being a timed exclusive. That's just easier to communicate value, right? As an Xbox consumer, you're prioritized. It hits our ecosystem, it hits Game Pass first, and then it lands on other platforms later. That's very clear messaging. To try to do that while also saying, well, some games won't move, you're always going to have people asking that about every game announcement. Is this a forever exclusive? So let me give you my thoughts on this. The first question that I keep coming back to, and a lot of people have asked me this, they say, listen, if Starfield isn't going, then why would they not just squash that immediately? Much like last time, they avoid the question. Phil simply stresses to the staff that they're going to keep making consoles, and even that was stated in a way that I think causes more questions. He's like, yeah, this is going to be across multiple kinds of devices. Well, since when are consoles described as multiple kinds of devices? I'll admit, I initially... 
the thought, like, listen, if Phil comes out and says, no, Starfield's not going to PS5, but we are currently discussing what games would be a good fit for other platforms. I thought something like that would cause more trouble than it's worth, because people just start asking, well, what is going? What's not going? They would want more answers than just Starfield. But the more I've looked at this, I can't help but think that the silence and the avoidance speaks volumes. It either means that it's happening and they're trying to figure out how to tell everybody so that it's received in the best way possible, or the discussion has been ongoing and there's been no final decision made. They simply couldn't speak definitively on it because they didn't make a choice. They didn't make a decision just yet, and that could be why we're getting conflicting reports now from at least one insider who's like, I don't think this is happening anymore. That keeps bringing me back to my theory. This is all stemming from Microsoft. Xbox insiders and sources are surprised because so are the Xbox employees. Think about how much of the press right now, they have solid contacts at Xbox and Bethesda. Some of them even have PR contacts at Microsoft and nobody can report on this in a clear way. There's no Jason Schreier article, Tom Warren, even Jez from Windows Central. They all have good contacts in the industry, and nobody can get a concrete answer. Because believe me, if they could get a concrete answer, especially on Starfield, they would do it. The articles and the blogs claiming that Starfield wasn't going to PS5 after Nate's tweet, they got great click rates to the point that like insider gaming's website felt it was like lagging and down for like a few minutes nate's own tweet has around a million views on it so if someone has a solid source and they were concretely claiming listen this is not happening they would have reported on it already which doesn't mean that starfield's coming to ps5 i think this points to an even greater reality here microsoft is driving this ship which is leaving xbox and all the attached press outlets Well, it's leaving them in the dark. And hopefully, whatever this business meeting is, from Phil Spencer, will shed light on what the future holds for Xbox, because for now, the picture's getting kind of blurry and a little unclear. But that's just what I think. What do you think? So let me give you my thoughts and my uh, closing conclusions on this. Speculation is now, even just this morning, swirling that they won't say anything even till the end of this week. I still think that would be a very bad decision, given how much it would overshadow any interviews, announcements, anything they want to talk about while they're at DICE. Okay, you know... Bethesda's going to be there, Todd Howard's going to be there, and that's what they're going to get asked about, okay? Do you have any updates or any information about Starfield coming to PS5, right? The focal point right now, and the question, is the same one that's been lingering since November, when the CFO said what he said. What's the plan for first-party exclusives? How and when will they be landing on platforms like PlayStation and Nintendo, right? Which, the second thing I want to say is, it should be very telling that Phil is now talking to the employees the way that he spoke to us. The gaming world gets set ablaze with wild speculation and rumor about first-party games going to PlayStation, and he says, we have no plans to put Game Pass on PlayStation or Nintendo. Okay, that's not an answer. Then it happens again, and he tells the staff, we will continue to make consoles. And even then, his answer was about a variety of devices, which sounds very non-console to me. My conclusion is this. Whatever Phil ends up saying, I don't think anyone's predictions are going to land 100% correct. At this point, I think they walk back Starfield, at least for now, all right? I don't think they're going to say, yep, Starfield's coming. 
they're either going to avoid the topic or they're going to say at this time we're re-examining where Starfield lands or something like I don't think this is going to be in the immediate future I do think they're going to try to walk that back maybe they even decide not to do it at all I think their focus is going to be on titles like Hi-Fi Rush Sea of Thieves we know these are almost guarantees at this point they will make assurances about the future of hardware and the console presence, but that'll probably be the end of it. They're going to have vague language about putting more games in more places than ever before. They'll combine this with a commitment to, to Game Pass subscribers and Xbox console owners, so, right, they're going to stress that those are the best, you know, they're going to stress the best places to play Xbox games is still on Game Pass and is still on an Xbox. Now, outside of that, I'm not expecting a lot of specifics. I don't think you're going to get some laundry list from Phil Spencer. But those are just my thoughts. Now it's time to hear your thoughts. And that's the show open. Thank you guys so much for being here. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whatever time zone you're in. Over a thousand people already here today. I knew nobody was going to want to talk about anything other than this today because everybody's waiting with bated breath to be like, what's Phil gonna say? So let me check how many gifted members we already have. You guys are already going crazy. Ooh, I'm getting warm in my in my hoodie here. I need to reset the, uh, the member goal. And let me check the page before I start saying greetings to everybody. Homie Juan Kenobi upgraded to VIP. Thank you. Lancelot jumps back in as a VIP. And Lancelot, Han shot first, and so did you. First gifted member of the day. And another one came in from Jordan Lanham and DK Baker. That is three members already today. Thank you guys so, so much. For starting things off right, every 25 members, I give five back to the community. We hit 3,000 members. Friday night, Helldivers 2 with Hilly was a blast. Uh, he he used a gun eventually. It just wasn't working. He was just going to die the whole time. And it's like the comedy of that faded pretty quickly. But we had a blast. So thank you guys so, so much uh, for doing that. And thank you, Cujo, for renewing. Uh, and hitting 13 months. If you guys, as a reminder, if you're paying for your own membership, you want to bump up to the $6 member tier. You don't want to be at the $5 gifted tier. That is reserved for gifted members only. Thank you so much, Joker Quinn, for gifting a member and taking us to four members already on the day. All right, so I'm curious what you guys think about all this. We got one guy walking back his claim, and like everybody's like, that's it, it's not happening. Starfield's not happening. And Xbox Air is like, he's saying... He's walking back his source. That's not what we're doing. They're like, we're sticking with our source. Our source, our story, it stands, right? Now, you have to consider something. If they had concrete information that this wasn't happening, that tweet, that blog, that video would absolutely cook. It would cook. So... I don't think anybody's holding back information at this point. I genuinely think we've got conflicting information because Microsoft and Xbox are likely having this discussion back and forth. Yo, Hadigan Matter takes us to five members on the day. Thank you so much. Five out of 25. Thank you so much for doing that. Captain Steve says, I think Xbox Game Pass will be the version of Google Stadia, one that actually doesn't suck. Maybe then they make a streaming-like console to improve latency. That's my feeling. What about your source? I'm not speaking on my sources anymore. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Cuz that that's all I'm going to that's all I'm going to say. I'm not doing that anymore. All right? 
It's not worth it. It's 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 not worth it. All right. Uh, let's see. He Behemoth with 35 months and a VIP says, I believe they will put more games on other platforms. This is the best business decision. Starfield is a mediocre game and fans losing their minds because it might be on PS5 as if it's a big deal. Thanks, Lono. Here's the thing. Right? Here's the thing. In my mind, okay, this could be a completely different game in like a year. I did a video after I played Phantom Liberty and I said Starfield can learn from Cyberpunk. I said put this game on put it put it on a redemption path. Do it. Like you could turn this game around. Bethesda knows what they're doing. It's a very big game, right? There there's a there's a there's a really really good foundation here. Well, you mean you aren't newsworthy? What's good? <laughs> How are you, Kirk? Good to see you in the chat. Guys, I will be doing a stream with Kirk today. We're going to try something new, okay? We're going to do a review discussion of that game, Banishers. The embargo drops at noon, so look forward to doing that show with him. Going to be a good time. Quintar renews their membership. Thank you so much. Eugene says, no clue exactly what Phil is going to outline, but you don't have an announcement for today uh, uh, if it's not a big change. The truth is <clears throat> in the consistent information. Satya, the CFO, the leakers who stand by it. Thank you, Eugene. And the simple math. Right. Right. Captain Steve with a five spot says, I hope Sony pays Xbox not to have Starfield come over to the platform as a sort of up yours. Thank you for the five spot. And a gifted member comes in from John Always setting up a 20-bomb agent of chaos. Thank you so much for doing that. We'll see if you can tempt one of the big boys to drop a 20-bomb. Zubair says, I disagree. Starfield was poor choices, not poor execution. Hey, John, you got feed. You did it. You gifted a membership and it went right to feed. Excellent job. Guys, if you're here right now and you enjoy the shows and you enjoy my content, man, hit that like button. It helps out the video. It helps us find more people. Thank you so much for being here today. Xbox Air Elite for the first time. Well, Erotimus is here and he said, so we're trusting Xbox Air now. Listen, there is a giant... There is a giant difference between saying that uh, an outfit with Xbox in its name, giving Redfall like an eight or whatever they ended up giving it. It's one thing to say, okay, (laughs) there's clearly some bias driving that. That actually adds credence to their claims. It's against their interests and their brand as an Xbox-centric podcast and news source to be like, we heard that Starfield's going to PS5. That's not something that they want to announce. So it adds credence to their claims. If, If some PlayStation insider was like, I'm hearing reports that... Um, Helldivers is doing terribly uh, and they're going to shut the servers down after 12 months, I'd be like, well, that's terrible news and that I would trust it more coming from a PlayStation source. Like when something negative about your brand comes from you, I just feel like that's more reliable. It's like, hey, sure, they gave Redfall an undeserved score. Whatever, that's driven by platform allegiance bias. Their platform allegiance bias makes this more trustworthy. It's like the last thing an Xbox-centric outlet wants to do is walk out and say, yeah, Starfield's coming to PlayStation 5. They don't want to say that. That's That's been 
the, the, the champion game for them, especially last year with how much it was talked about. Uh, Shattered Glass of the Two Spot. Dude, the mods don't even want to touch Starfield. And Joker Quinn with another gifted membership. Thank you so, so much. Hang on. Let me bump this here to seven. Thank you guys so much for all those single gifted, man. They add up quick. 21,000 people playing Skyrim on Steam and only 6,000 people playing Star Slot. Now, hang on a minute. As I said... I think Starfield can turn it around. Look at how much better... How many copies of uh, Phantom Liberty did they sell? In like two months, wasn't it like something like 4 million copies, right? That's a really great turnaround. I think Starfield can experience a similar turnaround. I do. I think... I think if they set their minds to it, if they set their mind to it, they can have a very, very different game by the time the DLC comes out. I do. Do we know when the event is? We have no idea. We have no idea. Phil, Phil could talk at any moment. It could be a blog. It could be a video. I don't have a freaking clue. There are people this morning that are like, oh, they're going to wait till the end of the week. And I'm like, but what? They better not. Are you kidding me? That would be terrible. Why would they do that? You're going to make people wait all week? Don't you feel like it's just going to constantly come up at dice? It's going to constantly come up at dice. Like every anybody that wants to do an interview, you're ignoring the engagement aspect. It's a website. Okay, so let me ask you something. I'm going to grant your point, and then I'm going to destroy it. You ready? <laughs> okay. If your brand, if your click rate is driven by Xbox News, okay. This is not something you're going to do if it's not true. Do you want to know why? Because if it's not true, it hurts their credibility as an Xbox news source. Long term, they would not run this if it wasn't true. It stands to reason the only reason an Xbox-centric outlet would run this story is because they heard it. They're not going to do that. They're not going to say, yeah, our biggest exclusive last year is going to PlayStation 5. That's not something you do if you're built around Xbox. You're insinuating that it's not true. They're just doing it for the click rate. That would be absolutely counterproductive for them to do that. To intentionally publish something that they know isn't true, that's not good for the Xbox brand... And then in the long term, it, it it hurts their credibility. That would be ridiculous. It wouldn't make any sense. Now, I'm not going to deny that the gaming press at large loves rumor. They love insider info. They love speculation because it drives a click rate. But I don't think that's what Xbox era is doing. I don't. They heard it. They're like, no, we, we heard this is happening. We, we have sources. They said it's happening. And then I spoke to somebody who had sources at Bethesda and this individual was told, oh no, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost definitely happening and everyone's going to blame us. Then I heard from another person who has sources at Bethesda and they're like, this is completely out of our control. It's not our call. That's two different people with two different sources saying almost the same thing. The spirit of it is, this is not up to us. Yeah, we're going to get blamed for this. 
Doesn't that sound really similar to like how Pete Hines talked about it? Right? Doesn't that sound like something that that they, that somebody at the company would actually say? They're like, well, yeah, we're not even in charge of this right now. Oh, sorry, Discord. Not even Xbox guys listen to Xbox era. Okay, well, let's ask another question then. All right. Let's ask another question. Xbox era heard it, and another person with contacts and sources said, I heard the same thing. Now he's saying he's hearing new information, okay? So he clearly heard whatever they heard. Don't you see? When two different people with two different sources are like, we heard this is happening, it is being discussed somewhere. At the very minimum, this is being discussed. Whether or not it happens, that remains to be seen. You can take this to the bank. They discussed this. They considered it. They might have even greenlit it, and then they're going to be like, well, hang on, we need to walk this back. The backlash is too extreme. I actually think the backlash is largely overstated. I don't think in the grand scheme of things it would do what everybody thinks it's going to do because the general public just doesn't care about this stuff. They don't. Loss of smoke equals fire. That's what I'm saying. That many people would not be saying this. They would, oh yeah, I heard it, I heard it, I heard it. You have one person saying, okay, I now have new information. I don't think this is happening. Okay. You know what I think's going on? I think Xbox is disputing this with Microsoft. That's what I think is happening. I think the most likely explanation for all the confusion, for all of the different information, for all of the Xbox and Bethesda sources finding out late, like we heard this three weeks ago, then they all start hearing it. I think it's because Microsoft and Xbox, you know, they're having a little bit of a tiff right now. They're having a little bit of a disagreement. Xbox is saying, we can't do this. This is going to be very damaging to the Xbox brand. And Microsoft is saying, that's not a, that's not our concern anymore. We're not concerned about the Xbox brand because our future is taking our property to other platforms and making money on it. Satya said that and the CFO said that. Barkster 2003 says, yep, I think it's confusing because Microsoft and Xbox are fighting. Eugene says, a person who got tons of hate that was immediately on the defensive and probably didn't want to spend his weekend being crapped on. What do you guys think about that? Xbox era insinuated that. And now Eugene's saying the same thing. Do you think this this is just one individual? Do you think this is related to the fact that they were getting attacked? And they were basically getting like, you know... A bunch of negative attention and they were like all right look, look 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 i heard new information it's not happening leave me the frick alone like <laughs> i mean i don't think it led to less attention eugene if i'm honest his tweet that walked it back's got like a million views like i don't i don't think it calmed it down Erotimus says, listening to the Xbox era podcast on Saturday, they said they should change the language of the article to considering instead of strong language he used in the article. 
You're, are you saying Xbox Era said that? Because Nate said that. Are you quoting Nate or are you quoting Xbox Era? It gets really freaking confusing. Because Nate said that. He said, I shouldn't have said it was coming. He initially said he used language that was too strong. He's like, it should be considering. And I said that the other day. I was like, this might all be confusing and a bad game of telephone because they were quote unquote considering it. Even Jeff Grubb said that. Jeff Grubb's like, they're considering Gears of War. We heard that they were considering Indiana Jones. So we may be victim of a giant discussion, debate, back and forth, whatever, where Microsoft sits down and says, let's weigh the pros and cons of everything you got. What's going to be the negative of throwing the next Gears of War on PlayStation? What's going to be the negative of throwing Starfield over there? And what happens is that discussion isn't isn't like settled in a day. So it permeates out through the community, I'm sorry, through the companies, starts to make landfall at the lower totems, lower totem poles, and they start telling their people, oh, it's happening. Oh, it's being considered. It's being discussed. It's happening. Whatever the verbiage is. And that's why we're hearing, oh, no, 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 it's not happening now. Like, Xbox maybe was able to, to, to persuade Microsoft to be like, listen, we need a category of never going. We need a category of forever exclusives. I happen to think that's a tough sell to Microsoft. Nick from Xbox Era said as well, but they're standing by their article. Okay, so Nick echoed the same thing that Nate said. Right. That they should have said... It's being considered, not it's coming, right? Because I think being considered, that's a different headline entirely than, oh, no, yeah, it's coming. Not only that, Erotimus, here's what's really interesting. If it's just being considered, why was there a timeline? Or was that also just being considered? Was it a hypothetical? Well, if we did this, when would be the best time? And they were like, well, the best time would be, you know, our timeline for these updates probably take about a year maybe more uh and then we'll have the big dlc and then you would do it after the dlc the most interesting part to me was we got a timeline we got a timeline for this we didn't just get told oh it's happening it was like when we heard from both steven Totillo and i believe it was tom warren i don't know if it was tom warren or not i know steven Totillo said it might have been Totillo and jeff grubb they were commenting on Sea of Thieves. And Tatillo had heard, oh, it's coming early this year. Well, that's a timeline. You, you don't get to a timeline. You don't get a release window if it's just like hypothetically discussed. So the fact that we got a timeline with Starfield, it made the reports more believable. It made it more believable. It's like, oh, oh, they're doing this. They're 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 gonna they're gonna push this out. They're gonna they're gonna make this happen. YouTube lurker with twenty one months and a VIP. Oh, let me turn the timer on. I don't have the scene. The scene's not switching. I've not changed anything. We just like to have it do that. YouTube lurker with twenty one months and a VIP. Xbox. The Xbox fan base makes montages for games like Redfall and immediately turns on their own when one steps out of line. Why would Microsoft give a thought? about fan reaction they will all fall in line well a lot of them wasted no time falling in line a lot of them wasted no time being like yep 
this is for the best. They have to do this. They have to get rid of day and date. Game Pass hurt Xbox. Like, it was remarkable. It was it was absolutely remarkable how quickly they they all they all changed how they were talking about Xbox as a company and a brand. The other thing I said, I mean, I put out a video uh, on Twitter and I said all it took was a couple of rumors for everybody to be like, "Well, screw you! I'm I'm turning my Xbox in. I'm canceling Game Pass." And I was like, "That you're making the decision really easy for them. Like, you think they're gonna be? You think they're worried about that? Like, they're worried about?" the smallest footprint in the gaming community throwing a tantrum like I just don't think so I don't I don't know from a PR perspective the fact that it hit the level that it did and the fact that the news outlets were running it and I think that's primarily why Xbox and Microsoft were like okay we're gonna have to say something publicly because this isn't this isn't how I don't think this is how they planned on this going I think this was supposed to be at the end of the month if they try to like ham fist it in today right before dice like that's just not ideal if they wait until after dice is over I, that's just not ideal it isn't them turning on game pass was crazy yeah i was like say it isn't so i thought i thought game pass was the greatest thing ever now all of a sudden it's got to change and you got to get rid of day and date like what's the deal here microsoft is like parents that loan their kids money and they're now asking them how do they plan on paying them back Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's basically like, listen, you you had your chance. Now we're going with this plan instead. I don't think PlayStation fans will buy Redfall for $70. I don't know if they would port Redfall, to be honest with you. Eugene says, it just proves to Microsoft their base isn't tied to the platform. If they can so easily walk away, it means the platform has failed. Right, like if you're just immediately like, well, I'm turning in my Xbox and I'm getting a PlayStation. Listen, we've said this for a very long time. And and this always gets lost in the shuffle of, you know, oh, you're just, you're hating on Game Pass, you're hating on Xbox. Just, just track with me here. Bill Spencer's logic when he did the kind of funny interview and he said, we lost the worst generation to lose when everybody started building their digital libraries. Yo, Rogue Necro, welcome back with a VIP. Congrats on that red badge. You know, he's like, listen, we lost the worst generation to lose. But he doesn't just say, oh, it was the worst generation to lose, and he, like, moves on from the topic. He explains why. He's like, this was when everybody was building their digital libraries, and digital library continuity is vast, is super, super important, okay? Okay. Let me ask you <clears throat> let me ask you something. The hyper Xbox loyalists, the, the the really really hyper Xbox loyalists who are who are on Game Pass right now, they're not building a digital library. I want you to think about that. It makes leaving that platform pretty easy. Like for me, one of the reasons I was so frustrated when I started playing on PlayStation more and not on my Xbox is I have a massive library on my Xbox and I was losing that digital library continuity. It's like, well, now I'm building a library over here, which when you have all platforms, that's not that big of a deal, but it's like, I felt weird. It was like, that's where all my games are. I built a library over there on Xbox from the 360 era to, you know, to, to 2021. I was building a library over there. But the most loyalist, the, the, the strongest people, you're on Game Pass, you're not building a library. You're not. 
So, right now, if you fast forward six years from now, it would be really hard for me to just get rid of my PlayStation and never use it again. Why? I'm, I'm building a library over there. There are going to be times I want to go back to a game like Ghost of Tsushima or uh, Ratchet and Clank, like with my kiddos or something like, you know, even my son recently was like, hey, can we play, you know, Spider-Man 2 together? And we each, you know, we each use a controller. It's not a two-player game, but it would be really difficult for me to leave. It'd be like, wow, I've this huge library over here. I'm not going to take my PlayStation to the store and turn it in. I don't want to do that. We're, we're hearing rumors now that the next Switch will have a seamless transition, right? Backwards compatibility. You're going to bring your stuff with you. Four months from Joe Munger. Uh, none of Phil's investments have panned out. Game Pass growth stalled. Cloud is irrelevant. Crazy overpay for ABK during co uh, Siki Tech bubble. Thank you for renewing your membership. Joe, if you're paying for your own membership, you want to bump up by a dollar. If, if that's a gifted membership and you're just celebrating it, don't worry. You can stay at the gifted tier. I just don't want people who are paying for their own membership to inadvertently stay at that tier. We've, we've created a $6 tier to create a, a dividing line there. And a five gifted bomb from Rogue Necro, and he takes us to 12 members on the day. That's the halfway point to the 25. Every 25, I give five. We are just under 3,000 members once again. You guys are incredible. So there's a reason that people could just pack up their Xbox and take it to Game Pass. Why? They don't have a library. They have Game Pass. And it's like, I'll just go over here. They've got games. I'll play games over here. I think that's going to play a significant role. It's like, well, you're not building a library anymore. That's the, that's quite literally, in Phil Spencer's mind, that's the catalyst that caused them to lose so significantly. It's like, well, once people start building a digital library, it's really hard to get them to move. And they have spent the better part of the last four years establishing a, a fan base that's not building a digital library. You're playing games on Game Pass. If you suggested a gifted membership tier to YouTube, oh, it would make it so much easier, Zubair. <laughs> Golly goodness. Yo, Danny with 22 months and a VIP, welcome back. Lone Wolf says, I can't do that. I've built a library over there for almost seven years. Right. Now, what does that tell you, Lone Wolf, about the people that are switching? Remember when I said I probably have a bigger library on Xbox? Than the really, really, than than the zealots that attack me. They're not Xbox fans. They're zealots, right? Like the zealots who attack me and call me a pony. Dollars to donuts. I've got more games on my Xbox library and a higher gamer score than most of them. That's why they're all so easily just like throwing the Xbox in the trash. Well, not in the trash. They're trading it in. Why? Because they're probably late to the platform. They don't have a big library. They've been living on Game Pass. It's like that. I always told you, I was like, I'm probably a bigger Xbox fan than a lot of the guys that attack me. It's like, that's that's how I got back into console gaming. It's where my larger library exists. It's the next gen console I bought first. So my frustration is actually driven by my loyalty and my my enjoyment of Xbox is what drove the criticism. It's really easy to walk away when you don't have anything over there. It's a box. It's a piece of plastic that gets you onto Game Pass. What's your gamer score? Like 74,000, 75,000? I don't know. 
it's not amazing, but I guarantee you, I guarantee you it's higher than some of the people that attack me. I promise you it is. Especially the people that are like, I'm just going to turn in my Xbox. Well, of course you are. You weren't building a library. All you're letting go of is an access point to Game Pass. You're not leaving anything behind. You can always pick it back up again in the future. And everything's right back where it was. You could start paying for Game Pass on your TV and be right back in. Now, somebody might say, well, that's a huge leveraging point for Xbox to get their footprint larger. Sure, but the higher margin would be selling games, not trying to get people on the subscription service. They've admitted that they basically plateaued on console with the subservice anyway. I don't think, you know, if it's only 15% of your annual revenue, according to Phil Spencer, I just don't think that's as big of a focus as people think it is. My gamer score is only 40,000, but it's split between my PS5. 70,000 is high. Well, slowly but surely, my 70,000, my 75,000 is not going to look that impressive as time goes on. I'm playing over there less and less. I'm playing over there less and less. So it's like, obviously, that that score is just going to stagnate and sit at 75,000. <clears throat> Oh, am I at 76,000 now? It might have bumped up recently. Uh, my daughter's been playing something over there. What's she been playing? Oh, she's playing a Lego game. Mine's around 66. You said 7,000? Oh, I didn't mean to say 7,000. It's 70... According to what I'm being told in chat, mine's currently at 76,000. If I said 7,000, I was misspeaking, or I was reading somebody's comment in chat. I, I, must, I, I misspoke. It's like 76,000. The point is, is that that's where a lot of the frustration from a lot of us came from. It came from this, this, this mindset of, well, what in the world's happening to this platform? Why are we... Why are we why are we why are we going this route? Like I've been investing in this platform for a really, really long time, and it's like I've got this huge library, and you guys are going in a really, really weird direction. This guy said, uh-huh. You think I'm lying about something you can verify right now? You said seventy thousand? Yeah, I didn't say seven thousand. And if I did, I misspoke. We well, you, you, you think you caught me in a gotcha? <laughs> you think you caught me in a gotcha? It's publicly verifiable what my gamer score is on Xbox. Why did you keep supporting this? I didn't have any issues with Xbox during the Xbox One era because all I played was Destiny, okay? So I didn't look to Xbox to, like, give me really, really good exclusives. I basically, from 2015 to 2020, 90% of my time was basically nothing but destiny right he's got 76,982 there you go and it was 75,000 like before my kids started playing so if you want to be like well your kids are playing for you shut the frick up like I got that well before I had any kids in the picture okay the point is is that I'm not flexing my gamer score I'm simply pointing to it to say that's that was the platform I lived on. 
That was the platform I lived on. I played I played a bunch of games, and then I got into Destiny, and I streamed and played Destiny almost exclusively for about five years. And it was around 2020 where I was super excited because during my time with Destiny, I got both consoles and had like two different profiles, and I had like six Guardians, right? And then I switched to primarily being on PC because they gave you um, uh, cross-save. So I, I unified all of my, uh, my, my Destiny characters, and I played on PC from that point on, right? Because I wanted the better performance. Now, this was before we had uh, PlayStation 5s and uh, Series X's that could run Destiny at 60 FPS. So I played Destiny on PC for the higher frame rate. And when we got into this generation, it was like, oh, dude, the Series X looks awesome. I was super pumped. I, I remember I remember watching Project Scarlet during 2019. I was like, they just said 120 frames per second. Oh my gosh, like I was super hyped. Because I was always focusing on frames per second, and people always told me, they're never going to focus on that, Lono. It's always about resolution. So when 2019, 2020 hit, like I was super excited to be like, dude, I can't wait to get both of these consoles. They both look really, really good. And I got my Series X first because that's primarily where I gamed. So I got the Xbox first. That's where my, my, I had a larger collection of games there. Yo, Crafty with eight months. Good afternoon, Lono and chat. Thanks for interesting content. I'm nearly 150,000 gamer score, but that's over 14 years. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to compete with that. Um, well, no, I've, I've actually had, I've been in the Xbox ecosystem for about, um, for as long as I've been married. So I've been, I've been in there for about 17 years, but again, five of those 17 years were just, all I played was destiny for the most part. And a five bomb comes in from terminal stupidity and he takes us to 17 members. Thank you so much. Terminal stupidity. Every 25 members, I give five back to the community guys. Thank you so much. He's not a shill noob non-gamer. I had a guy tell me today that I don't game. He's like, you're just a cheerleader. And I was like, I put like 20 plus hours into uh, Prince of Persia. I've already got almost 10 hours in Helldivers. I've got almost 10 hours in a game that I'll be giving you a review of today. I've got six hours in The Last of Us Part 2. Um... What was the other one that I was playing a bunch? Oh, and then uh, Kill the Justice League, I've got like 25 hours in. I'm like, I'm actually playing more games this year than I ever have. I'm just making time for it because it also helps when I can play Kill the Justice League with my wife because, you know, makes it a little bit easier instead of watching Twilight Zone or something with her, we're playing a video game. That's that's why I've been wanting co-op games. How old are you? I'm 42. I'll be 43 later this year in November. Yeah, I'm 42. And been married for 17 years. Uh, yeah. Contrary to all the nonsense you've heard about me on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Happily married for 17 years. I'm 42. You know. Foam Stars? I actually have played Foam Stars uh, off stream. I was going to play it with my kiddos, but they're, they're, they're deep in the throes of... Uh, my daughter's playing Marvel Lego, and then my son and I are playing uh, Skywalker Saga Lego. So... I thought they would enjoy it, but they're they're enjoying the Lego games. I was enjoying uh, Foam Stars. I played some of the uh, the co-op PVE where you like it pairs you with other people. I, I I think the game's fun. I think it has potential. I think it has potential in Asia more than here. We'll see if that ends up turning to fruition. I think the forty-five dollar microtransactions are killing that game. I also think people just don't like the gameplay. I thought it was fun and like hilarious, but. I don't, I don't think people are vibing with it. Again, 
we can't check player numbers, but I would be interested to see how its player base breaks down demographics wise if it's in if it's like doing well in Asian markets more. Because I think the music, the art style, the voices, all of it probably appeals more uh, to them to the to the markets that like more uh, more there's just something with the art style and the audio and the music it feels very much like an anime like an anime you know foam stars player count yeah there's no way to check it I don't think if there is I, it's not doing well I thought that game had a shot I said everybody's writing this game off really quickly I said I think this game could crush it in the Asian market I didn't think it was going to do particularly well in the West I, I you know we have our own preferences and our own things that we like. And its score is terrible. Skull and Bones. I have no interest in Skull and Bones. I wish them all the best. I, you know, it'd be great if they could get a, a you know, a, a player base and get some decent reviews. That the, the dev team behind that's really probably just been through the ringer. But I don't have any interest in it. I wanted them to build Black Flag 2, not not boat combat like i i liked sailing in black flag but i wanted to be able to do what you could do in black flag you know he's like jumping off the boat he's swimming he's getting treasure he's climbing back on the boat in that game you're a boat like that's basically what it is out of guess he's in his early 30s yeah you know <laughs> so <laughs> So, yeah, people people like to make a habit out of attacking me, and then I realized one of those people was the same age as me, and I was like, "Well, now it all makes sense." <laughs> now it all makes sense. Like I said at the time, Foam Stars and Helldivers being released a day apart, which was an odd move. Helldivers Two is crushing it. Yeah, Helldivers Two is exceeding all expectations. They don't even ha- they they expanded server capacities, and it wasn't even enough. It wasn't even enough. So, all right, I want to get back. I want to get back on topic. We're we're kind of all over the place because so much is going on. So, with respect to this situation, I want to know what you guys think. Do, number one, do you think it's Phil Spencer that even makes this announcement? I saw people theorizing, they're like, this isn't even going to be like a formal announcement to the public. It's going to be like a business meeting, and it's going to be like Microsoft and Xbox C-suite. It's like, I saw some interesting conversations about this. Like, nah, it's not going to be anything formal. I was like, I feel like it's going to be kind of a formal thing where they like talk to the public. And I saw people thinking that like, no, this isn't even going to be addressed to the public. This is going to be like a like a literal business meeting where they sort of meet and brief like brief the company on what's going on and that's basically it. You don't think it's going to be Phil? Not to mention you're not even cool. Oh, you guys all talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs to be Nadella taking the heat for this since it's his decision I mean I don't have a problem with that where's my mouse what is going on oh okay there it goes it was all the way over on like my my teleprompter screen I was like where's my mouse I can't find my mouse we gotta link up for some more Helldivers 2 dude I finished my monologue so quickly yesterday and I was like dude I got two hours before I need to be upstairs I'm gonna I'm gonna test I wanted to test Helldivers matchmaking and the freaking servers were under maintenance I was so bummed like you gotta be kidding me I almost never get to play games you know on the weekends by myself I'm usually playing with the kiddos 
James Wolfgang with 21 months. Just a bunch of old men trashing each other for what plastic box we game on. Truly, we never left the playgrounds. Good morning, everyone. What's good, James? Yeah, apparently, this was something I did not include in my monologue. I didn't feel it was necessarily related, but I do think it is related. The Microsoft Surface team is allegedly developing the next Xbox device, which I'm telling you what I said last week, and I said it again today. Microsoft walked in the room, and they're like, we're the captain now. We're in charge. We're going to put the Surface team in charge of hardware. They're designing the next thing. Because we want this all wrapped up. We don't, we, we're not doing this anymore. We're not doing this thing where you're like, yeah, we got a console and console exclusives. Because even, even Phil Spencer's address to the employees was, yeah, we're still going to make console and he, and he, consoles. And he talked about how it was going to be across a variety of devices. In the history of Xbox, whenever they ever talked about consoles like that, variety of devices what do you mean it's a console huh surface is a hell of a piece of technology good so eugene you think that's good news that they got a better hardware team in charge right kaiser's like i'm your daddy now that's right they pulled a waller i'm your daddy i'm the one calling the shots listen after what happened with the series s and the Series X, I really don't have a problem with Microsoft saying, we'll take it from here. We're going to put our hardware guys in charge. All right? You know? <laughs> Dude One Kenobi. Duder One Kenobi. That was the first thing I thought of. I thought that adds credence to the handheld rumors that they want a handheld out there. And maybe it's a, it's a handheld... Maybe that's the hybrid, a handheld cloud hybrid. And they're not. Now, when this rumor first hit, one of the people said, oh, there's going to be a two tier system. There's going to be a high end Xbox console. And then there's going to be this cloud hybrid handheld thing. And I was like, that's interesting. I feel like the cloud handheld hybrid would be more popular than the high end console because if they start putting their games on PlayStation 5 and there's a PlayStation 5 Pro this year then I feel like that's where people are generally going to gravitate for high-end console. Like, Xbox is, as, as Phil said, we're not going to out-console Sony. We're not in the business of out-consoling Sony. So just stop trying. Do something completely different would be my thought. That is showing how to import Xbox is compared to Windows. Erotimus, that sentence doesn't make any sense. The Surface, in my opinion, is the best piece of consumer hardware on the market, says Eugene. Yo, what's good, Brap? Remember, per leaks, the hardware team suggested the next Xbox hardware based on ARM. Outline that for me, Brap. Is that the cloud hybrid or is that something else? Is that is that like a portable? Xbox makes more money than Windows? What? Huh? What? Xbox is like the smallest slice of their rev- their annual revenue. What are you talking about? Yo, Spirits with a VIP eight months. Welcome back. 
Not anymore. Well, if you're going to, oh, if you're going to add in all of the revenue from King and Call of Duty, yeah, maybe now. Historically speaking, they've always been the smallest slice of the pie. Even then, with all this new revenue, are they going to surpass Windows? Or well, Well, if you're just talking about Windows, I mean, Microsoft makes a ton of money on Windows, Office, and their Azure stuff. So it's like, that's a lot of freaking money. I don't know. I've not looked at the financials of whether or not ABK tips them over making more than like cloud and office well it's 365 now cloud 365 and windows combined like microsoft makes a ton of money in that sector five spot from ministry why is this being spun as bad news for xbox xbox exclusives for six to 12 months sell it to playstation reinvest in xbox studios for better games Eugene says, I don't know if that means they'll be competing with Sony hardware, but it tells me at least the hardware will be good for whatever purpose it's designed for. I'll be honest. I kind of don't want Microsoft to waste more money on another Series X. I would rather them come out with like a killer handheld. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, that would be better for me as a gamer to be like, yo, you come out with a killer handheld with really great performance and I can boot up Game Pass on it. I don't know, dude. I would add that to my lineup of gaming experiences. You got a Switch 2. You got some kind of an awesome handheld from Xbox. And then you got PlayStation 5 Pro or PlayStation 6. Like... <clears throat> that's more interesting to me as a gamer than like another Series X like another high end console that like will I even really need that if most of the titles are coming over to Playstation anyway like it would be better at least for me again I'm being I'm, I'm speaking only personally here for me personally I would much rather be like hey you guys come out with a killer handheld well I, now you got me back in your you got me back in your ecosystem with that Why do you keep asking this, Cloud? What is he asking? He keeps spamming it. What is this? Did we get the old COD games for PlayStation? I don't know, bro. I don't think anybody knows what their plans are for that. Hilly says, I floated my idea in the Hangout Room. I think Microsoft should, if they keep going with console, make the next one modular. Have a chipset which can be upgraded, allow for cloud network upgrade. That way, they get around the generations issue moving forward. If they had done a modular console with the Series S and X, people could be buying Series X chipsets. Next upgrades could be Y, Z, ETC. And they don't have to worry about landing on a huge splash. A modular console moving forwards with a handheld rather than... Here's my only problem with a modular, Hilly. A modular is just... You're basically just creating now another spectrum that devs have to wrangle with it's like why would you do that if you're gonna do a console do a console you do modular and you're introducing the exact same troubles that the pc guys face well game runs great for me not for me you know i got a driver conflict or a chipset conflict or whatever the frick like if they do something modular that just feels like that introduces a whole new host of problems for devs and then you make your platform even more unappealing than it already is not only is the platform the smallest one right now, the smallest hardware platform, Xbox Series S and X is the smallest hardware platform out there. Not only is it the smallest, it's it's two-tiered, so you got to make sure and develop your game and optimize it for the Series S, 
which means that one takes priority, so you don't really do much with the X. That's not very appealing. I think going modular would be even less appealing. That's a PC with more steps and fewer choices. Yeah, I don't think that works. I also don't see there being any demand for that. People that bought a Series S being given the option to be like, well, you could spend money and upgrade it. I just, I don't, mm, I don't know. I don't think the market, I don't think there would be market demand for a modular console. People that are interested in modular are going to naturally have a magnetism to PC. People that are interested in consoles are like, why would I want modular? Brap, hang on. I want to go back to you answering my question about ARM. ARM would suggest a cloud device. Okay, thank you, Brap. Brap also says, one of the consistent rumors is that ABK deal turned the math and the finances upside down. It's why the pivot is happening. Well, think of it this way, Brap. I said that Starfield was basically the final piece of the puzzle because they looked at the financial impact of Starfield and they're like, hey, our largest Game Pass subscription new subscriber day ever. Sweet. It makes no dent on hardware. So track with me here. The largest release for Xbox probably for a while. Okay? No shade. It was their biggest release for a while. It was the most talked about game last year. More articles, more blogs, more videos. Okay? Their biggest release for a while. And what did it do? It generated new Game Pass subscribers and it doesn't touch hardware. So, a thinking person, a business person would say big titles like this that we now own, they are best leveraged to boost Game Pass, they're not boosting hardware. That means exclusivity no longer serves the purpose that it once did. Do do you see the logic of it? It's like, look at the impact that it had. Its best purpose is to boost Game Pass. Lord Finesse is calling for three more single gifted members. He wants it to be at 20. I think maybe he's... Are you going to drop a five? So... They're they're now saying, listen, it being an exclusive, the purpose of an exclusive is to push people into your hardware. It didn't do that. So it stands to reason they said, listen, if Starfield is a is a is a best is a best test case scenario, like best case scenario, you've got this massive title that everybody's talking about. If that's your best test case scenario, then this is what you should do with every piece of property. You put it on Game Pass first, you boost Game Pass numbers, and then six months to a year later, sell it everywhere else. Because it's not going to drive hardware. Exclusivity no longer serves that purpose. This is the path forward. There's a single from Lone Wolf. Thank you, Lone Wolf. So if, if if Starfield is their best case scenario, and another one from Zinthos, thank you so much, Zinthos. And another one from Lone Wolf. There it is, Lord Finesse, there's your 20. All right? There's your 20 members that you requested. And Patrick goes one beyond. It, it It's a tough balancing act. <laughs> That's good. 
is Xbox in the hardware business or the software business? And Lord Finesse drops the five bomb and it makes him the agent of chaos though because it pushes us past 25 and gives us 26. That means the next goal is 50. That means I owe you guys five members. I've been doing them right away. So here they come. We're pushing right back up to 3K members. We lost a little over the weekend. That's totally normal. We have such a generous community here. There's going to be ups and downs with the gifteds. And there you go. Welcome on in if you get a gifted member. Starfield can't be fixed. It's fundamentally a bad game. Well, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I think Cyberpunk convinced me that when you've got the will and the determination and you've got the size, I think you can turn things around. Like, I never thought Cyberpunk would get me to enjoy the game. And I put, I don't know, 22, 25 hours into Phantom Liberty. Loved it. Zubair says, Apple famously said that they were a hardware company that made software to sell hardware. Sony feels the same. Xbox seems confused. And a 10 bomb comes in from Kratos and takes us to 36. Thank you so much for doing that. And Alex Mercer renews and says, I wouldn't mind having a handheld similar to the Steam Deck for both PlayStation and Xbox running my digital game smoothly with no problems. Cyberpunk didn't have loading screens every four seconds, though. What, what, what do you think... Well, what happens if they get rid of those loading screens? Patrick, what happens? A 10 bomb, a $10 super chat tip from Benjamin. It's his first super chat here ever. Thank you. If a PlayStation centric gamer has 100 plus digital games, why go Xbox and spend 300 to 500 only to get start with zero games? Game plus, uh, plus some multiplat. Well, yeah, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. You could you could easily you could easily see people saying there's no reason to have that. I for one like to have everything so that no matter what comes out I can play it. And I personally think that they are going to go with the first better or best strategy. They're going to say Games are going to show up here first, better, or best. So first, meaning Game Pass. Better, meaning Game Pass. Best, meaning, you guessed it, Game Pass. If Blade lands day and date everywhere, but you can get it on Game Pass, isn't that better? Isn't that the best place to play it? Arguably, you could argue that, right? You could argue that. If they do timed exclusivity, well, now it's first. Now it's first. First, better, or best. CFO said that when they bought Bethesda. First, better, or best. Now, don't you see why the CFO was surprised when Phil Spencer essentially told Bethesda that any and all future property was going to be exclusive and he was like wow like he, I don't think he expected that <clears throat> I don't think he expected that I think that I think at that time they were thinking you know case by case basis first better or best we'll figure out the way to navigate each thing and Phil's like no it's all exclusive and the CEO's like okay whoa alright fast forward to November of last year where the CFO is like we don't consider PlayStation and Nintendo competitors anymore, and we're going to be putting our first-party property over there. 
Oh, hey, Banisters is doing a console giveaway. Cool. Where's the best performance? Now, again, Tommy, I don't disagree with you. I when 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 Doc Dark was on the show Friday, if you guys missed that show, it was wild. Doc did a lot of yelling. It was funny. We had a good time. Doc said he got really angry at Xbox when they said that AC I think he said AC Valhalla, they said like it was optimized or whatever for the Xbox, but it ran better on PlayStation 5, and that made him really, really angry. Now, there's certainly people that would say that. <clears throat> they would say, Well, I want to go where it runs the best. I want to go where it runs better. But to some consumers, let's say that Blade lands day and date on Xbox and PlayStation at the exact same time, but you can play it on Game Pass on Xbox. Somebody, some consumers would argue that is a better experience. That's the best. Why? Because they don't have to buy it. They can try it. It's adding value to Game Pass. Now, you could turn around and say, yes, but I'm getting better performance on my PlayStation 5. That's subjective to the user. I'm simply saying how they could how they could position this would be, no matter what, if it's an Xbox first-party studio, you can rest assured as an Xbox console owner or an Xbox Game Pass subscriber, our games will be best played on Xbox or best played on, you know, Xbox Game Pass. Some version of that is what they'll say, I think. Optimized for Xbox is semantics because it alludes to the fact that it hasn't been optimized for PS5, for sure. The Nintendo Switch is proof that lots of people don't care about performance. I mean, the way that people defend performance on the Series S is proof of that, right? I mean, we've had people come in here and they're like, it looks fine, it runs fine, and I'm like... Okay, uh, we've all seen the video breakdowns. It's like that's subjective to the user. I'm like, I wouldn't play a game over there. Are you kidding me? That's optimization of the developers. They should run the same on both Xbox and PlayStation, but since they're too lazy, some games do play better on one or the other. I don't attribute games not running the best on every platform to dev laziness. I think that's just the nature of a multiplat. Like, it's just going to be difficult to get the exact same performance on both systems. We have no idea when the Xbox announcement is from Phil. The going assumption is that it's happening today. The going assumption for me is that it's at noon Eastern. Or or maybe noon Pacific. It might be like 3 o'clock this afternoon Eastern. That would be my thought. I, I, I still firmly believe that it's today because it's like, why would you wait? Dice starts tomorrow. Like, I just, I feel like that's a shadow hanging over the brand right now. You've got to speak to this. Like, I would even think it's going to get to the point where, like, shareholders are like, you gotta say something. You can't sit around because when an, when an event like Dice happens, sometimes there's, like, there's interviews, there's announcements, there's presentations, there's all these different things that are going to be happening. It's like, you want that to land well. You don't want that to be like, well, we don't even really know what's going to happen with all this stuff because we still don't know what Xbox's future looks like. Yes, myself and Kirk from What's New Video Games, we will be doing a combined review discussion of Banishers. 
I'm around 10 hours. I think he's farther than me. I was going to do first impressions, and then he and I were talking, and I was like, why don't we kind of combine on this and give two perspectives on the same game? So we will be doing that in about 30 minutes. What is DICE? Okay. So DICE 2024, I'll give you the exact dates. Okay, DICE is the premier video game networking conference, which includes a variety of intimate and exciting events to make sure you have the best time. Okay, whatever. So DICE this year, let's go to the website. All right. It begins February the 13th. It runs to the 15th. It's in Las Vegas. All right. So there's networking activities. We've got programming here. Let's see what all they're doing. We've got CD Projekt Red, Iron Galaxy, Outright Games. We've got roundtable leaders from them. Amazon Games is going to be there. Uh, I'm trying to find other people that would be there that would be like, oh, wow, there's you know there's some big names showing up or whatever. I was told that Todd Howard was going to be there. I'm not sure for what, though. Like, what what's the exact purpose of everybody being there? Uh, let's look at the schedule here. There is, on the 13th, it looks like there's going to be... Actually, there's not going to be anything major on Tuesday. There's there's like a go-karting thing, a golf tournament, something called Dice Arcade, Happy Hour sponsored by Amazon Games. There's going to be an annual Dice Poker Tournament and Dungeons & Dragons. Um... Okay, the 14th, there's going to be a leader's perspective on CD Projekt Red's transformation. So they're going to be doing something about that from the game director. Uh, There's going to be how Glow Up Games is reinventing the future of play. Uh, There's going to be the general managing of gaming AI at Xbox is going to be doing something. How the games industry thrives on innovation. That's happening. So it looks like maybe we could get an announcement tomorrow because nothing major is happening at DICE tomorrow. Everything kind of kicks up Wednesday where Xbox is going to be doing a presentation. There's going to be some different things. So again, if you're trying to make a presentation as Xbox about AI, you're talking about innovation and creativity and you're talking about the future and this shadow is like hanging over the brand, I just don't think that's a good look. I think you want to get out in front of it and be like, this is what we're doing. We're excited about the future. You know, now let's get to dice. We've got some great, we've got some great things happening. You know, and some great discussions to be had. And again, I was, I was told Todd Howard's going to be there. Maybe I got bad intel, but like, you know, you don't want these guys showing up and having that being in the ether. You want the, you want it to be a settled matter. Again, this is my opinion, but <laughs> it would just feel really weird to be like, yeah, it was a great week at dice. And uh, we still haven't heard from Xbox about the future vision of the platform and the business meeting from Phil Spencer or whoever does it. <clears throat> Excuse me. MASH says that I think it's fair to take the rumors with a grain of salt but I also think the leakers or the reporters should be held accountable if wrong their future leaks or reports should not be regarded highly if wrong in this instance I don't know if I agree with you MASH let's say that Starfield never comes to PS5 and Phil Spencer walks out and says it will never happen I find that to be unlikely, but let's just say that he does. He comes out and he's like, it's never going to happen. 
I don't think we go to the to, to the to like Xbox era and say, well, you're not trustworthy anymore. Because what they're gonna say is they're gonna say the same thing I'm gonna say. We uh, this is what our sources said. Uh, our sources either had outdated information or incorrect information. But when everybody's saying the same thing, what do you sp- what are you supposed to do? Be like, well, yeah, I heard that too. Well, I I heard that. You heard that. Yeah, I'm hearing it as well. Everybody's hearing the same whisperings from all their contacts. If the information's outdated or incorrect, or Microsoft made a change in strategy or a change in plan, I don't think you get to like retroactively be like, well, you're not trustworthy now. I guarantee you people are going to try to do that to me. They're like, see, you liar. You said Starfield was coming to PS5. It's like, no, I said that I heard that it was coming to PS5. And then I reported and said that other people were reporting the same thing. You can't lie if all you're doing is relaying information that you heard or relaying information that other people are communicating. That's not the definition of a lie. That doesn't make somebody untrustworthy. Isn't the value of a journalist to vet those sources to make sure it's accurate. <clears throat> but their sources have been vetted because it's the source they typically go to, MASH. So imagine that <clears throat> you're a you're a, 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 a blogger or an article. I'm sorry, you're, you're a blogger or like a journalist. And let's say you have a source at Xbox and this person's never steered you wrong. They're like, oh yeah. The prize game at the developer direct. It's Indiana Jones. And you're like, sweet, thanks. And you go write your article and boom, it happens. Okay. And for years, this person gives you credible info and they come to you and they're like, I'm hearing Starfield's coming to PS5. Okay. Your short title Starfield on PS5 is happening. Yes, because that's what people said. We are relaying that information That is quite literally what Nate said and Xbox era said. It is happening. That's their verbiage. I'm using the verbiage of the people that were sourcing when we made that short. Do you want to watch the short or are you trying to have a gotcha moment? Like, go watch the short. That's what these people said. So if Xbox outlets say, we're hearing Starfield on PS5 is happening. <clears throat> and I make that my headline or my title or somebody else makes that their headline we're simply relaying the information to you this is what people are saying there's no problem there your lack of thought isn't my fault like the people that don't have the ability to think past their own biases and they think well everything's an opportunity to attack a YouTuber or to attack a journalist or to attack a Twitter personality. Like, if you stop doing that for five seconds, you can see we're all doing the same thing. We're all taking information, we're taking what we're hearing, and we're putting it out there to the public. And then I tell you what I think. I give you my opinion on it. It's not that deep. Everybody wants to make this something that it's not. Incessantly clipping every day, making salt videos, reacting to people, calling people ponies. It's just like... That's that right now is such a destructive and toxic element to the conversation. Like nobody can talk to the point that 
I'm going to respond to what Brap says. Brap says, did you see that Jez Corden said he's going to be off Twitter this week? This leads me to believe that Microsoft will announce it'll make people upset. Here's the thing. Everybody was going after Jez Corden for saying that. And I didn't appreciate it because he's been open about his mental health not being in a great spot. He talked about being away from family and relationships and stuff, and it's getting him down. Okay? And if he's like, I'm going to take a break from Twitter this week, and everybody uses that as an opportunity to be like, yep, look at this guy running, hiding, X-Bot, shill. It's like, with no respect deserved, man, frick all of you who do that. Seriously. Just get, just absolutely, just, I have no respect for people like that. I don't. You, you, you can't even let somebody just be human and be like, bro, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in a great spot right now. I'm not going to be on Twitter this week. I don't want to put up with this crap. I don't want to be around this. Here we go with the mental health cop out. How is it a cop out? He said it like a week ago. Not only did he said it a week ago, like a couple of months ago, he said he was struggling with it. I don't think you guys realize what, what being, what being like a public person can do to somebody. It's all fun and games to the people that have zero empathy or sympathy for their fellow man. Everybody is just a means to an end. Everybody's just an opportunity to make a video and to make fun of somebody and to call somebody a name. Everybody's working out of their own insecure view of the world and themselves. It's like, have you zero sympathy or empathy for your fellow man? Like, what if he is in a bad spot? And he's like, dude, I don't want to be online when all this happens. We don't know what's coming. It's gonna it's not gonna be good. It's not gonna be bad. It's gonna be all over the place. I wasn't aware he was struggling with mental health. I know he has previously. He brought it on himself. He's been toxic to so many people. I'm not right now trying to defend somebody's past actions. If I, if you feel like he's been toxic or if you feel like he's stoked the tribal wars, I'm speaking like bigger picture here. Like if somebody is saying, dude, I'm not in a great spot. I don't want to be on Twitter when this crap hits. Like that's, you understand that's loss of money for him, right? You, you understand that, right? Every tweet he sends this week, every article he publishes about this, every take that he has generates revenue for him. So if he decides it's better for me to not be around this, he's losing money. Who who do you have more respect for? Someone that's willing to be like, I'm going to make less money this week. I don't want to be around this. Or the people who just incessantly turn it into a tribal drum bang and they attack people. And they basically monetize hate. I've 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 had my own disagreements and my own criticisms of 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 jazz and things that he's covered because that's I feel like that's what adults should be able to do. And he's not blocked me. He's following my one account. We've DM'd about some things. So I'm not sitting here like in his corner like, oh yeah, he's on my podcast every week. I got to defend this guy. But it's like the mentality to be like this guy taking a break and you want to turn it into like an opportunistic moment to like hurl hate at him. It's just gross. It's gross. 
and it's it ha- it's done to me all of the time. I was mocked for going to therapy. I've been going to therapy since 2018, and I still go, and I still celebrate taking care of your mental health. And people, I, I just think people have bought into this, this toxic, erroneous mindset that people in view of the public are punching bags for our enjoyment. And I just think that it's sick. And I think people that perpetuate that with their content will get everything they deserve. They will. I think they build their brand and their content on sand. It can't stand forever. I don't think that kind of content has staying power. I don't don't think think those personas have staying power. I don't think any of it has staying power. Because it's nasty. It's it's not based on like relationship or community. It's just it's all rooted in insecurity and hate. And I'm just freaking tired of it. I don't care which side does it either. I, I'm seeing Sony guys go after Jez for taking a break from social media. And I'm like, you know what? Frick all y'all. That's gross. The dude's been honest about not being in a great spot. And if he's willing to make less money this week and take a break from all this nonsense, then leave leave him the frick alone. Like, leave people alone. Like, it's not hard. It's like, okay, cool. We'll see you when you get back. Take care of yourself, brother. That's more important than covering gaming news at the end of the day. I've got no sympathy for characters on social media that do nothing but feed into the console warrior mindset. I'm I'm certainly sympathetic to the idea that some people have made a bed that they don't want to sleep in anymore. Okay? I I I get that. I get that. People constantly stoke the, the console fight on Twitter. Constantly. And they get little jabs in, they get little they get little attacks in, and they, they put Jim Ryan on their thumbnails, and they make him cry, right? You know, certainly if you're running in those circles and you're going on podcasts with people and that and, and you're stoking those fires, yes, yes, you certainly have made a messy bed that you might not want to sleep in anymore, because it's unpleasant to be around all of the time. But when somebody wants to tap out and be like, I don't, I don't have any interest in this. People did the same thing to me. They capitalized on the fact that before the Xbox showcase, I was getting attacked so much that I just blocked all those Xbox guys. I was like, I have no interest in seeing you on my timeline because it was getting to my mental health. And I said that I was starting to feel like I was like rooting for the Xbox showcase to be bad. And I said, I don't want to feel that way. I want it to be a good showcase. And you know what all of those people did? To this day, they lie to the public and they say, Reforge Gaming didn't want the Xbox showcase to be good. He cheered for it to be bad. Why? Because they're liars and they are smear merchants. They don't deal in the truth. So I come out and I'm literally like, for my own mental health, 
for my own well-being, I'm tapping out of this nonsense. I don't want to see it on my timeline. You're incessantly miscasting me, mislabeling me, and attacking me, and I don't want to see it on my timeline because it started to make me say, man, I hope the Xbox showcase is bad because it's what you deserve, and I don't want to feel that. That's toxic. It's cyclical toxicity, and I didn't want to be a part of it. And you know what everybody did? They used it as an opportunity to label me, misrepresent me, and attack me. So when I see somebody doing it to Jez and he's like, I don't even want to be around this week. I don't want to be online for this nonsense. And people use it as an opportunity to attack him. I say the same thing. I say, your behavior's gross. You're embarrassing. Like, it's embarrassing to see human beings acting in this way. Like, these are adults. A bunch of adult men. It's like, what are you doing with your life? Seriously, answer that question. What are you doing with your life? But you said I told you so? Yeah, if I told you so, what's wrong with that? See, this is this is something that commonly happens. People conflate my passion and my opinions with personal attacks. So if I'm like, I, I told I told y'all this was going to happen, right? I told y'all this was going to happen. And you're like, what an arrogant jerk. Now you're attacking me personally. Why? See, that's the thing. I feel like so many people don't see that line that they cross. You jump out of the category of disagreement or debate, and you just immediately jump over into personal attacks. Pony, shill, grifter. And it's like, well, what in the world? Why don't you just disagree with my take? Tell me why my take is wrong. Do that. It doesn't make any sense. Why do you immediately jump to like a personal attack? That's what I'm, I'm not attacking you. I'm not saying you are, but like me saying I told you so is not equal to what I've been talking about. And you were trying to draw an equivalency. You, the equivalency you're trying to draw is, well, you said I told you so. Oh, the horror of an internet personality saying I told you so. That just must be so traumatic to hear. Th- that's not equal to people who use their platforms to attack others. They're not equal. If you can't see the dividing line there, you're, you're like you're failing as a human being. If you can't see the difference between, I think this, I think this person's incorrect, I think this person's wrong. If you can't see the difference between that and using your platform to promote hate and harassment, if you can't see that dividing line, you're failing as a human being. It's so easy to deduce the difference. It's pedestrian. It's, 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 so, it's so easy to be like, there's a huge difference between the two. And I'm just gonna keep uh, I'm just gonna keep attacking it because I'm it's a, it's tiring it's sickening and it's like just this morning I got a DM from somebody who's like this person over here has told their community to come and clip you to try to make you look bad. Do you know what that is? That's a breach of YouTube community guidelines. People are playing a really, really dumb game, and they're going to win a lot of dumb prizes. You can't keep doing that. You can't keep going after people just because you don't like what they're saying. 
So people need to chill. Like, leave Jez alone if he wants to take a break from Twitter. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Let him take a break. Let him take a break. Good for good for him to be like, I don't want to. I, I can't. I can't do this right now. I've done that myself. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not checking. I'm not checking the app. I'm not checking the app. I don't want to see it. And this is what happens in the absence of information. Like, everybody's going crazy. That's why I think they're going to say something today. It's like, dude, everyone's losing their minds. Everyone's losing their minds. No, I disagree, feature creature. I'm not feeding into it. I'm calling it what it is. They're going to do it regardless. I'm not feeding it. I'm not feeding it. I'm going to call it what it is. It's targeted harassment. That's what it is. And I will continue to call it that. You, you can make a thousand videos about me. I've never watched them. I never will watch them. But I will call a spade a spade. You send your community after me. You send your community to clip me to try to make me look bad. I will call that what it is. I will never back down from that. I've, I'm, I'm too strong in my convictions to be like, oh, we'll just ignore it. No, I'm going to call it what it is. And I'm not feeding it because we don't even, we almost commonly, the last couple of weeks is like, we don't even really address it. We don't. So you want to weaponize your community and send them after me. I, I'm going to call that what that is. Is it Sunday yet? Right. Is it Sunday yet? Apparently, Jez was getting blamed or hate for Starfield. Yeah, he he did he did another post. So he didn't just say, oh, I'm taking a break. Like, he said that, but then he did another post. Yes, he was getting a lot of hate. Xbox era said people wanted their pound of flesh. They said the same thing. They're like, people are basically just attacking us for saying this. There were people that thought that that's why Nate walked his claims back, because he was just getting attacked. So people respond to being getting attacked by being like they're either just going to completely disconnect or like I'm not going to get on, dude. I'm, I'm I am I am not going to get online if this is what's going to be you know happening, right? If if I'm going to get online and get a bunch of hate about this about this Starfield thing or the Xbox meeting or whatever Phil Spencer is going to say, a lot of people will do that. They're just like I'm just going to disconnect, and people are theorizing. They're like. Well, maybe that's why he walked his claims back. He's like, "Well, I'm sick of this, dude. Y'all just keep, y'all just keep attacking me over this Starfield thing." And Jez indicated the same thing. When um, I think he also got DMs when he uh, when he covered the rumors about like Xbox games going to other platforms. He said he got a bunch of angry DMs, and it's just like, yeah, that's what people do. They, they get really angry when if you break from like that expectation that party line and I think I missed a resub Rissick with 29 months in a VIP holla it's been a wild 29 months for us don't forget to hit the like button and join the discord for the new members it's a blast on Saturday with this group and I miss Spectre you re-upped on a, as a VIP thank you and Talent says I thought the announcement was on the 15th where did you get that information Talents? They've not said when it's happening. I, 
I've not seen any any press outlets, any news outlets. Nobody has said when Phil is, is talking. I kept saying it's likely today. That's what I kept saying. I was like, it just makes sense. You're going to do it before Dice. You're not going to make everybody wait the entire week while Dice is going on and not say anything. Thank you, Joker Quinn, with a gifted member. Yeah, all they said he all that was said was it's happening next week. That's what Phil said in his official in his official tweet was we're gonna we're gonna do something next week. You understand? Okay, so you just heard, I wasn't I wasn't sure where you had heard it was gonna be on the fifteenth. Bill won't react, but content creators will, so they get to be the dumping ground. It'd be a crappy move to let this hang over dice, says Eugene. Plus the dreaded we hear you. (laughs) Eugene says, talk about crapping on the creatives. Well, like I said, they've got a guy from Microsoft AI who's going to do a thing at Dice and say, hey, man, we're talking about the future and being creative and innovating. And it's like, I think that's really, really hard to do. It's hard to show up and do that when you've got this enormous question mark hanging over. And listen, I I said it this morning. You know something's bad. You know something's coming when Phil talks to Xbox employees the way he talks to us. It's like, hey man, the CFO said first party properties going to PlayStation and Nintendo. What say you, Phil? We have no plans to put Game Pass on PlayStation and Nintendo. Huh? That's not an answer to the question. And now, rumor starts rolling. Starfield's going to PS5. What say you, Phil? Hey guys, listen, I just want you to know we're going to keep making consoles. Huh? Like, he chooses the one extrapolation and he's like, well, I'm going to chop this off because it's like, that's the only thing I can chop off. Now, that doesn't mean that Starfield's coming to PlayStation, but it certainly adds credence to the fact that something pretty significant must be coming if he won't even tell. He's not even talking to like employees with and with any transparency it's like no no no, no. we're going to keep making consoles and he says it's going to be across a variety of devices and it's like okay what does that mean blue bar says don't expect much it's going to be all corporate talk saying a lot without saying anything yeah probably but here's the problem if they're too vague it makes the problem worse If they're too vague, it makes the problem worse because then everybody's going to be like, well, that was a whole lot of nothing. Where'd you get this from? There was a VGC article that indicated uh, Phil spoke with staff members and he said, hang on a second. I can pull up the article. No, I'm clicking on the wrong thing. Give me one second. So, Phil Spencer has reportedly reassured Xbox employees Microsoft won't stop making Xbox consoles. Right? 
Here, here we can. Hang on, let me change the. Uh, let's do. Let's do this instead. There we go. Okay. And it's. I mean, this is basically all we got. According to journalist Shannon Lau, Microsoft's head of gaming, Bill Spencer, told employees that Xbox currently has no plans to stop making consoles and that Xbox consoles will continue to be part of its strategy, which involves multiple kinds of devices. Like, even that, even that sounds like a shift. It's like, yeah, we're going to keep making consoles. It's going to involve multiple kinds of devices. I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like a console to me. Eugene says, the whole market, not just Xbox fans, are watching. This will be clear and concise. Yo, Samuel, with a $5 Super Chat tip, says, been gaming on Xbox since 08. Witness every Xbox decision. So tired of false promises. Xbox has lost all credibility. I won't buy a word that they say. When's the business event happening? We don't know. We don't know. I had other things I was considering covering today, and I thought nobody's going to want to talk about anything else. Any, everybody's going to want to talk about like what what's Phil going to what's Phil going to say? <laughs> yeah, Spectre. We heard that as well. There's another rumor from an insider saying that this, the Microsoft Surface team is going to develop the next Xbox, which they make good hardware. So that's what Eugene was saying. He's like, they actually make really good hardware. So the Surface team being in charge is probably a good thing. Ginger says, I wouldn't define it as a console anymore, but that's just a theory, a game theory. <laughs> <clears throat> You know it's serious when Phil addresses us like victims. Well, it's been interesting because like a lot of his interviews and a lot of the things that he has said, it's almost like he knows the perception is that the console owners feel like second-class citizens. He's he's addressed this many times. I believe even in the kind of funny interview, he like he like really wanted it to be clear that like hey, we 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 we're committed to the console owners. We don't we want them to feel like first class citizens. Why are you saying that? Unless you know the perception is that they don't feel that way, right? You're pushing against a perception. He's been doing that in numerous interviews. Like I think he knows and this again goes back to my theory that like Microsoft and Xbox, there's like a tension there. It's like Xbox and Phil are like, you got to let us keep going this way. And then Xbox is like, no, we're, I'm sorry, Microsoft's like, no, we're going a different route. Apparently it's not happening today, according to a ton of Xbox people on Twitter. Oh, people on Twitter are claiming that it's not happening today. Is that what's going on? I mean... When we looked, when we looked at the dice schedule, when we looked at the dice schedule, I said maybe Tuesday, because not much is happening at dice on Tuesday. Like Microsoft isn't really doing anything until Tuesday, right? 
So you could you could be you could be looking at a scenario where they're st- they're still trying to figure out the messaging. They're still trying to nail down a decision. Like, because t- again, think about it. Like, if they know, if th- if they know what they're going to say, t- t- why would you not do it today? To me, it's like, if you're not saying anything today, I think they're still hashing it out. I, st- I think they're still discussing it. They're still trying to figure out what in the heck they're going to do, which would be why you have sources getting conflicting information. Hip Hop Gamer saying there's going to be a PC Xbox hybrid. It might be true. I don't know enough about his claims to know if because I, I've, I've seen that thrown around quite a bit um, that, like he claimed this years ago he claimed this years ago it's one of those things where it's like okay there were people that claimed a lot of things years ago and they ended up not happening like are you throwing thousands of things at the wall and when one thing stick you're like yep I knew it like it's difficult for me to think that years ago somebody knew this was coming How? How could you know? None of the insiders knew. None of the informed people knew. It sounds like you guessed. I'm not saying he guessed. I'm just saying that's what it sounds like to me. There's no way two years ago you had concrete info from anybody at Xbox that this is what was going to happen. Two years ago, like what, 2022? How could you possibly have known? Yeah, they're going to make massive acquisitions and be more of a publisher, and they're not going to make, you know, they're they're going to switch to cloud hybrid, and uh, they're going to put their games on PlayStation Five. It's like you're at that point, you're guessing. There was no way to know any of this. Like the only observation I made was super generic. Was in like 2017, where I said, "Hey, I I think they're blurring the line between Xbox and PC." And it was clear they were starting to talk in those ways. Even that's pretty generic as a prediction. It's like, that's not even super specific. But to specifically years ago be like, they're going to start putting their games on PlayStation 5. Uh, they're going to function more as a publisher. Um, I'm just like, how, how, how on earth? How on earth could anybody have made that prediction? As an, as an See, the difference is there's an informed prediction and then there's just like guessing. And sometimes I worry that people are like, yep, I called this, I called this. And it's like, well, did you guess two years ago? Or did you have concrete insider information? Like, wh- where, where did this come from exactly? That's always my question. I don't know. I got to schedule the next stream, though. Um, Obviously, in three minutes, the embargo drops on Banishers, and I'm going to be doing a review discussion with Kirk from What's New Video Games. And we... Let me make sure he's actually mentioned. Why does it always put a period? What's New Video Games? It always wants to put a period after the at symbol like YouTube's doing when you try to tag somebody's channel uh, it's just odd uh, Banisher's Ghosts of Eden comes out uh, this week and we had the privilege of getting 
uh, early access review codes and very very excited to show you guys this game talk about this game and we're going to do it in a new format we're going to start trying to maybe do some more things with Kirk on Mondays especially it really helps me out because it makes for a great second show and then you guys get more content and more perspectives right live content comes more naturally to me as opposed to the upload content so I actually kind of prefer to be in the live environment when discussing these things Okay. And we want to do a new conversation. Start the video call. Pop it out over here. And then I need to make sure that Chrome is over here. Let me go grid. Look at this guy. Already, what are you already grinning about? I don't know. Just happy to be here. <laughs> you, I just, I always get a little nervous. You know, you, you have that. You've, you can look ornery. I'm like, what's he gonna do? Are we, are we, we're live right now? They can hear everything you're saying. Yes, they can't see okay. you though. You were saying earlier that, uh, that everybody was losing their minds. Yep. And the only thing I could think of was the Dark Knight scene, and I was like. If I say that one little game is going to come to PlayStation, (laughs) well, then everyone loses their minds. (laughs) Right. It's all fine until they mentioned Starfield. That was was the end of the... It's all part of the plan. It totally is. Been a part of the plan since the beginning. You can see him. No, you guys can't see him. I'm waiting for him to put a shirt on. He's... I don't know. I don't know why he's doing... No. (laughs) <laughs> fake news alright hang on alright let's change this image to I got one for oh wait hang on uh, creature made me a bunch of different images just in case and I got this one for just me and you and then I'm gonna be like in the game just kinda like poking around when we're talking just to kinda oh, show nice. some okay. stuff I could have given you some B-roll so you didn't have to do that. I It's so hard for me to get B-roll because I have to, like, come into the office and, like, run it through a cap card instead of just, like, sitting on my couch and playing. Uh, okay. Yeah, I just I just use an external drive on the, the Xbox. I should probably get some kind of a solution to recording in the living room. Okay. There we go. All right, let's come down here, and then we don't need that many cap cards. All right. And I'm put myself down here. How many, have you completed the game? How many hours do you have in? About 18. Okay, so you got about, you're, you're, near, you're near the end. They said about 25 to complete so, it. So I'm actually not, um... If I'm totally honest, so I, we we can get into this when we when we talk about it. But um, 
Yeah, there was like a point where I was like, am I just trying to finish the story or am I going to do the like, there's a chest over here, I want to look at this thing. And I was like, you know what, I don't think I'd be playing the game right if I don't do this. Oh, I'm going to go over here, I'm going to see what this is. Oh, this is a thing that I can interact with. Oh, oh, uh, this is a whole cave and a pathway that goes this way. So I've been like doing that and that drastically increases the runtime of the game. But I wouldn't want to like give my thoughts on it and not do any of that stuff. So yeah, I kind of, there was like a point about eight or ten hours in where i was like am i playing this like just to finish the campaign to do a review or am i playing this like the way that i would play it and i ended up deciding on the latter so well, i'm actually that... did you get to the point with like the the main the first main major boss fight that like felt like a souls fight and you have a big choice after that and then the map opens up a lot no okay okay so you can, I, I want to hear, that's that's some of the stuff I wanted to hear about, because like for me, I was going to do first impressions, but then yeah. I, I was liking the game, so I just kept playing. Um, Dude, it's good. It's it's sneaky good. And by the way, guys, the embargo dropped three minutes ago, so what we just said is clear. Like, we're going to yep. say that. I like just checked the time. I was like, uh-oh, do we just, okay, <laughs> we're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah. We're professionals. Oh, yeah. Uh, yo, MASH with the 10 spot. What are you doing, MASH? 47 members on the day. Holy cow. It looks like you're still trying to redirect right now. Oh my gosh, and another 10. Mash! Mash that light button, am I right? He's gifting members like a crazy person right now. Now I owe five. Here comes more. Alright, I'm going to put a link in chat, guys, in just a moment. Um, can you see, are you looking at chat in the current stream? No. Okay. I'm in the, I'm in the new one. Do you want me in the current? Well, I was going to, I usually around now I've been sitting in the chair for two hours. I stretch my legs and use the restroom. So I kind of need to do that before we do a whole nother segment. Yeah. So if you want to chit chat with chat while I do that, uh, get it up here. Don't cannibalize the next show. Maybe give your thoughts on everything we just talked about. When's Phil going to talk? What do you think he's going to say? We kind of did that on Friday, but like everybody today is like waiting with bated breath. Yeah. You know, when's home? Um, and say that's something? exactly why I think that they won't say anything. Okay. That well, would be so characteristic of them <laughs> to just not say anything at all and come out on Friday and say, not say anything at all yet again. Well, Chat's going to know a single from yeah. Joker and five from Javier Cotto, dude. What's going on, Javier? Here we go. Okay. Sub DSB. You got to shoutcast the gifteds if they do it. I'll be right back, chat. Phil and Sarah do need to be on the same page. Hey, Silver Subaru. I'm doing good. The captain is here, Igor. I mean, I don't... Rex, I don't really know, like, what take I'm supposed to have. I mean, uh, Lono is way better at this and, and can go for two hours expounding on something like that, but... I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I talked about this a lot last week, and I think at this point it's just a question of, like, what are they going to come out and say? I I think it would be too smart or too uh, together. Like, they'd be running too tight a ship for it to be to, before DICE. They just haven't been... Uh, they've been too reactionary for that. I think that that would be too prepared and too, too on message 
The captain is here, guys. I love it. I am not playing Helldivers 2. I've been playing this game, Banishers, that we're about to talk about, and I have a review of Ultros on the channel now, which is like a neon... Uh, it looks like microbiology and like aliens and like gooey stuff, but it looks like classic Metroid from like the Super Nintendo era. But yeah, um, between the two streams, if you want to jump over to my channel, what's new video games and, and bookmark that to watch later, that'd be cool. I did a review on that. It's about eight minutes long. It's a good game too. I gave it an eight. You were right to say too smart. <laughs> If Halo Infinite comes out, and it's an 8 out of 10, nobody cares because it's all part of the plan. But if I say that one little Starfield is going to come to PlayStation, well, and everyone loses their mind. <laughs> Okay. Javier going emotes in the chat. Let's do it. Okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna give. Lono us a... said you put a shirt on to hide your sick pack. True, hundred percent. Lono does not ever lie, so mm -hmm. has to be factual. <laughs> it's about sending a message. <laughs> it's true. Graphics, performance, gameplay, story. What are other categories you think we should talk about with this? That's usually what I do. Oh, gosh. I mean, I don't know. I, I can I can just talk. I mean, uh, sound design, um, okay. systems. A lot of systems here at play. Um, obviously, the combat. You have thoughts on the combat. Yeah, yeah. I usually go graphics and performance first, then gameplay, then story. Then we can do sound design and systems. And we can end with, like, recommend or not. Yeah, licks lips. It's about sending a message. We thought Lona was pale. Hey, 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 hey. 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 There's a line. Summer's, co Summer's coming, guys. There's a line, <laughs> I'll, chat. I'll do my best. <laughs> hey, he's he's uh he's not wrong. I need a tan. Bro, I'm in here making content in my apartment. When do you think I have time to go outside? Like yeah, I would love to be tall, dark, and handsome. I'm only one of those things, and it's handsome. All right, guys, do me a favor. Before we transition, could we get 500 likes? There's like over 800 people here, guaranteed. I guarantee we could hit 500 likes. While you guys are getting us to 500 likes, I'm going to send the tweet, and then I'm going to put it in the Discord, and then we're going to redirect you over to the new stream. So I will be posting a link in chat momentarily. Uh, da, 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 da. If someone clips Joker and posts it, you at least have to tag me. Oh, God. Is Kirk from Alaska? Guys, come on. <laughs> and you're going to shame me off the channel. Like, <laughs> They're like, man, Kirk was so great those two times that he showed up. And then after that, he he never came back. Everybody was just too mean. Right. 
Look, uh, I'm not going to confirm or deny if I am a vampire. All I'm saying is, if you invite me over to your house, you have to formally invite me when I'm at the door to come inside. What? Why is why? Why is Twitter so bad lately? Like, I can't do the most basic thing. Like, I can't tag you. It's at like warmer gray, baby. I know. I'm typing at w a r at Kirk because it'll find you with that as well, and it just. Oh my gosh. It has okay. been weird. Yeah, I just I just back out easily. 30 days of Kirk at night? What? Clipland? I am Clipland. A uh, Starfleet captain? James Tiberius. Can you just stand by a mirror for a second? No priest. You're giving it attention. Y'all, I'm going to go out and, 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 and get a spray tan if you keep this up. I'm going to look like the Don himself. Um, All right, chat. There's the link of where we're going. I'm going to chill for just a second so we can do a brief intro, and then we're going to get into this. Thanks so much. For checking out this video, sitting down with Kirk the Gamer from What's New Video Games. Check out his link below so we can discuss and give you a review of Banishers Ghosts of New Eden. Now, I was going to do a first impressions video because I'm not done with the game. Actually, Kirk's not done either, but he's a lot further in the game than me. So we wanted to give you sort of a combined review, giving our thoughts on the game. If you like the content, hit subscribe, hit the bell button. And hit that like button as well. We will be interacting with the live chat as we show you some gameplay as well as just break down everything that we think about this game. We did receive review codes for this game, so thank you for those codes that we got. We need to say that at the outset. I'm going to end the previous stream. We were talking about Phil Spencer. What's he going to say? When's he going to say it? If you want to see my thoughts.